0: And to help you feel inspired to get clear with who you are in order to create the life you desire. Thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Radiant Life Podcast. I am so excited for this episode because this is my first interview podcast. Inside this episode, you will hear me interview Miss Catherine Nash, who is the founder of Mini But Mighty Brand. She has built that platform to over 350,000 followers and has truly helped impact so many women take control of their health and feel their best within their skin. Inside this podcast episode, she talks all about overcoming her scoliosis and her back surgery at such a young age, her top success habits how she kept the faith during her hardest times, and building a relationship with God, and we share a little bit more of how we met. There's so much more into it, so definitely make sure you continue to play because her story is truly so inspirational. I look up to her so much, and I cannot wait for you guys to dive in. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello, Catherine. Thank you so much for being here to share your story today and your message. So, for everybody that is watching, Miss Catherine Nash—if you don't know who she is, the mini but mighty—she is a fitness and beauty influencer. You heard that right. She does it all. And so, I wanted her to come on here today to share her story, how she has built not only her her page and her business, but really share. Adversity when she was faced with challenges and how she overcame it to inspire you guys and help you with your journey. So, Catherine, Cat.
1: Well, it is so great to be on here. Tati and I go a long way, so thank you, Tati, for having me. This is awesome. Haven't podcasted in probably like two years or so, so this is gonna oh, be. Yeah.
0: yeah, this is gonna oh. be so much fun. So, just so you guys know, Cat and I are actually very close friends. she's one of my best friends down here in Florida. So this is why I want her on my podcast because I know her story and it in- has inspired me um, and so I want you guys to hear it too. Let's do this. Awesome. Yeah. So you have built the mini but mighty brand to over 350,000 followers and you are now starting a beauty brand, which is absolutely amazing. I love that you're doing what your heart is called you to do. But tell me, did you always know that this is what you wanted to do?
1: Such a good question. Such a good question. So actually, Minnie but Mighty used to be K-Nash Couture. So I used to be super, I mean, my first love was beauty and fashion. Ever since I was a little girl, I remember when, I mean, I don't remember this. This is what my mom tells me, that when I was five, I came downstairs one summer like it was like 95 degrees out, and I had three different dresses on, one top of another. I walked downstairs with a face full of makeup, glitter in my hair, and it's just in my blood. You know, I have a thing <laughs> for, for beauty. And so my page was originally a beauty fashion brand. And honestly, I wanted something to put on my college resume, my, my, not my college resume, my um, graduate school resume to make myself look more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, you know, I, I I think I made like about 12 posts and then I realized, you know what, like I have so much value to offer in fitness. I know a lot about it. I've been training for so many years and I know I can help women through it. So why not use this platform inspire other women? And so that's how my page pretty much came about. So I started consistently posting and then I it, you know, over time I realized how many people it was actually impacting the message messages I've gotten. People asking for advice. I was like, this is awesome. You know, why not just keep doing this? So every single day, I would just post free value, whether it be a workout, whether it be a piece of information, motivation, whether it be advice, anything fitness really related. And I also found it a really great place to express myself, my faith, um, and just my desire to empower other women. And eventually, lots have happened since. Ended up turning it into a fitness brand, a fitness company. Tatiana is actually one of my amazing fitness coaches. Uh, And yeah, it's totally transformed. And so I knew deep down, you know, beauty was my, has been my thing since I was little. And my heart has been telling me, Kat, you can still add value to people's lives by creating a beauty brand. And so what was really holding me back was the thought that like, okay, well, how can I truly impact people by selling makeup, (laughs) you know? That's really what was holding me back. And I I realized, I'm like, you know what? I could, I truly could. It, It makes women feel more beautiful. You know, I want people to truly look in the mirror and love what they see. You know, we're all made in God's image and likeness. We're all children of God. Why not honor ourselves the way and love ourselves the way God sees us? You know, the Bible says um, love yourself, no, love others as yourself. It doesn't say love others more than yourself. It says love others as yourself. So why not love what you see? And, and truly amazing things happen once you start to love what you see in the mirror. You know, you beca- you, you. develop this confidence. You're unshakable. You're more grounded. People's opinions won't affect you once you truly love the skin you who you are. And so that's why I wanted to create this brand so that women truly feel more beautiful. And it's also fun for me because I love makeup. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what this turns into. Yeah, I
0: love it. So let's go back a little bit. So you brought up that you've always been interested in, into health and fitness. Were you really big into sports growing up? Were you always active and an athlete? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: So yeah, so when I was younger, I was a gymnast. I was a gymnast and I was a cheerleader. Um, I loved it. Okay. I was super mini, but super mighty at a young age. Um, And I loved it, you know, and it was was something I knew I could excel at. I was in, you know, I wanted to be in competitions and I was super young, by the way, I was like early childhood, middle school. And over time, I noticed I started getting really awful back pain. And so I, you know, did, you know, in, in middle school, when they do like the checkups, you have to bend over and they check your spine. Well, out, I had a 55% curve and my whole body was kind of lopsided. I had one boob was literally two cup sizes bigger than the other. Oh my God. It was so humiliating. One hip was literally sticking out and I was so self-conscious of my body. Not only that, but I was dealing with this incessant pain. And so I had to get surgery when I was 13 for uh spinal fusion surgery. I got the surgery. And after that, I couldn't continue gymnastics and cheerleading. I didn't have the flexibility that I used to have. And so I, you know, it was about four years, four years or so throughout high school. I, so I got it when I was in eighth grade. And the first few years of high school, like I was, I just got out of shape. I was eating awful and I remembered myself as being an athlete. And so guess what I did? I tried out for different sports teams because I wanted to be a part of something. I didn't want to know myself as being out of shape. So I tried out for first field hockey, okay? That destroyed my back because I was bending over all the time. So I had to quit. The second sport was I tried out for lacrosse. My brothers play lacrosse, by the way, so they kind of taught me some things. And I thought, you know, ah, you are not going to try it. Ah, this is easy. I'm an athlete. Like, yeah, whatever. And so there's about 20, uh, no, 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 60 girls trying out for a lacrosse team. And I remember the coach had us run a mile. Okay. And I was like, feeling so cocky. Like, yeah, this is easy, easy work. Turns out I was the very last person to finish the mile. And it was the most humiliating thing because I was completely like, it was the most humbling experience. And I realized like, wow, wow. This is not the cat that I remember. And so that was the biggest waking, the, the biggest turning point. I'm like, okay, so no sports teams that I try out for. like I don't I don't either have a passion for it or I just I can make the team. So what are my options? This is, I can't do gymnastics. I can't do cheer. What are my options? Um, and so that's when I I actually first started with Krav Maga. <laughs> that was like a martial art. It's literally pure straight fighting. so I did that. That was like really the first segue out. But then I stepped foot in the gym. And I was about 16 years old, almost 10 years ago. And obviously I felt lost. I felt confused, but I, I just noticed how much better I felt just being there, just doing some cardio, just getting a sweat in. And I fell in love and I just got, I just fell in love since. And then since then I just had this hunger and desire to know more, um, to better my body. And since then, like, I didn't care about my back pain. I didn't care um, I also dealt with a lot of insecurities at the time. So I'm super eager to change or so eager to just change the way I looked. Um, I did get criticized about my body. That's a whole nother story, but Damn. I, I just had so much desire to change because I didn't like what I saw. And as sad as it is, my motivation was coming from a negative place. It wasn't a positive, you know, because it was coming from a place of hate rather than from a place of love. I hated what I saw. I hated the way I felt. I wanted to change it. Um, And so, I mean, good came out of it, obviously. Now I'm a coach and now I, have you know, love what I do, but that's pretty much how I first stepped up in the gym.
0: Wow. That's an intense story. Back surgery at such a young age. I can't even imagine the healing process. What kept you going? I mean, I know for me, if I went through that at that age, I... And maybe a lot of people that are listening here, like you can so easily fall into a victim mindset and such a negative mindset and kind of be like, this will not allow me to do what I want to do. So like what allowed you to keep going and to keep trying new things and to have that courage?
1: I, when I was 13, you know, I, I hated the idea of being weak. However, there were moments when I sought a lot of comfort by getting pity from other people. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's why most of us p- fall, fall victim. They, we love to play victim because it gives us some comfort. And then I realized over time, I'm like, okay, so I'm getting comfort m- from other people. People are feeling sorry for me. And one day I remember I was praying and I was like, really? Like, yeah, I was at a young, I've been, always been tight with God at such a young age. I was really praying and I truly felt like God was speaking to me as a cat, like, yeah, you're getting comfort. Yeah, I don't want my child, you to go through this. Felt like that's what God was showing me. It's like, this is not my will for you to be in pain. But what true value are you getting out of this? How is this helping you? How's this, this pity from other people, this sympathy from other people? How's that helping you? How's that serving you? And so I felt like, I'm like, okay, like, this is really getting me nowhere. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I just decided, I'm like, it's not serving me in any way, you know? But when I have a victor mentality, what can that do for me? And so really the whole victor, quote unquote, victor mentality really happened after I stepped out in the gym. Um, when I, you know, truly wanted that change. Um, and I guess like what really pushed me to continue, I actually, this is really deep. We're going deep real fast.
0: I love it, bring it, <laughs> a, let's go deep.
1: <laughs> so I had an ex-boyfriend, he, it was like my high school boyfriend, oh God, good Lord. Uh, Well, anyways, he would pick apart my body in a quote-unquote loving, teasing way. Mm. I remember, I will never forget this. He told me that it looks like I had a baby's butt. And if you type in Google right now, type in Google baby's butt, what does a baby's butt look like? It is small and it is wrinkly and it's not voluptuous. And that's the butt I had. And I was like, super like, I knew I had a small butt, but I didn't know I had a baby's butt. And that just totally scarred me. And I'm like, I got to change that. And I was like, there has to be some way. I'm not going to get butt surgery or anything, you know, at 16 years old. So I'm going to change it. And I just became so hungry for change that I didn't care about my back. I didn't care if I would be in pain. I would Google success stories. I would look at, you know, different transformations. I would read magazines. I would find any way to change, change that. I was, I just didn't care. And so like the first few years of my fitness journey, like what really held me back in the first few years, like I would still go, but what really held me back from pushing myself was just not knowing what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do proper form. But once I did, I would push my, I would go hard, right? I didn't care about hurting my back. I truly didn't, I truly didn't. That wasn't even in my mind. About hurting, I didn't care. I truly just want to change. And I knew, you know, obviously over years that in order to change, I need to push myself, I need to get uncomfortable. And so, truthfully, like, yeah, I've been training for almost 10 years now, and I don't remember, I don't think I've gotten any, I haven't gotten a single serious injury since training. And I don't remember when the last time I've had back pain.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: there's one time, it was sophomore year of, of college. It was like one week. I had this slight little tear. I had to take a week off. Other than that, I have not had any back pain.
0: Wow. That's awesome. That's amazing. Really building up your back muscles to kind of support your spine, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's that's
0: such a great example, too, of how powerful your words are, not only to what you say to yourself, but like what you say to others. I mean, your ex-boyfriend clearly that left a lasting impression on you. Luckily you used his not so kind of words and judgments on your body and you made good out of it. But so many people can just dwell and just be like, well, that's how my body is and never do anything about it. Or I don't know, I just think it's a great example that just be very intentional with what you say to people, right? Cause that's, that's hurtful, whether it's a joke or not. I mean, our minds don't know what's a joke or not. It takes everything so literally. Um, so I think that's amazing that you really were able to turn that in and kind of like use that as fuel to not let that hold you back and really improve yourself both mentally and physically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm thankful because that truly pushed me. Yeah. There could have been another way for me to get into fitness. That was not that negative, but (laughs) I mean, bless his heart. Like uh, here I am today. It doesn't matter what the journey looks like here. I am doing what I love to do. That's yeah,
0: no, I love that. So, you said you started the account Mini But Mighty, or actually Nash Couture that turned into Mini But Mighty for your grad school resume.
1: You said, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, it's gonna, I was gonna put on, oh, I have like a I have like an online um, fashion blog or something gotcha. like that. Love
0: that. So, did you were you going to school for fashion, or what was your major? What were you studying to get your degree in? What was your Plan for your career.
1: Okay, this is a whole nother story. So, yeah, sorry I, guys,
0: I'm pivoting <laughs> a lot.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's good. I just, I just talk a lot. Hopefully, that's okay with everyone. Um, so I, so I graduated with the integrative health science degree. My plan was to go to graduate school at U Tampa to be to get my CSCS certified. Um, it, it's like this this fitness you know degree and then nutritionist degree. I wanted to be the best of the best. I wanted to train sports teams simply because I love training. So that was my goal. Um, So I graduated, I lived at home and I worked five different jobs that year. Wow. Yeah. So not at the same time, but two at a time. Bart, I worked at at this place called Brick House in Deland, uh, Deland, Florida. And then I worked at, you know, this sub shop, like literally, um, I worked in the service industry and each job, I either got harassed at work. um, I did not get paid or I just didn't get any service at all. And so it was really hard. And I knew deep down in my spirit, I knew, I felt like God was calling me to start a business. I just knew deep down, but I was afraid. And I wanted grad school to be my backup plan. So I um, was working my fifth job as a bartender. This was March of 2018. And I was wearing this blue polo, this little black skirt, literally middle of the winter. It was like snowing out and I was driving to work. I showed up to work and I had one customer the entire day. And I remember coming home with $4 in my hand. And I went into the car, I played some worship music and I just started crying. And I was just feeling sorry for myself. I'm working so hard, you know, I'm working five jobs. I can't save up for grad school. And I felt like God reminded me of this verse in Proverbs. It's the soul of the sluggard sleeves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is richly rewarded. The soul of the sluggard sleeves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is richly rewarded. And I felt like at that moment, God was telling me that I was being that sluggard. being, I was not being obedient. I knew deep down what he wanted me to do, but I was not being obedient, you know, I was living in fear. And so working those five jobs, yes, I was working hard, but I was not being, I was not being obedient to the call that God wanted me to do. And so I just started crying and I said, God, I'm sorry. You know, this is what you want me to do. I'm not being obedient. And so I was like, I'm not going to live in fear anymore. This is the consequence. I'm facing the consequences and living in fear by staying stuck I'm not earning any money. I'm dirt broke. I have no friends in this area. And it's, I'm not listening to you. And so that's when I I just made the decision. I'm going to change. I called my grad school. You know, I decided I'm not going. I put in my two weeks notice and I prayed. I said, okay, God, I'm going to give myself one month to start a business. And so I said, okay. So I came home and I said, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have any money, thousands of dollars in debt. I have no friends in this area. I lost a lot of friendships that year. I have no mentorship. I don't know how to start a business. I have a health science degree. I don't know how to start a business. And so I just felt so at peace. I felt like, okay, I'm doing, I'm in the right direction. This is what God wants me to do. And so I said, okay. So I pulled up my podcast app and I said, okay, God, send me one podcast that will help me. And for one month, one thing that I've really noticed is that all the podcasts that truly, like, I just caught my attention were all about money mindset, Mm. money mindset. And so for that one month, I felt like God was using these these podcasts to retrain my mind and my views around money. And that, that it is God's will for me to succeed, to have money so that I can bless other people. And I had to overcome a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of beliefs i grew up you know my childhood that money was evil that if i got rich one day that i would become this awful person (laughs) like you know i had a lot to overcome but i felt like god was teaching me cat like that's not biblical that's not my way my way is for my children to prosper so that you can be a blessing to others so anyways it was one month of just listening to podcasts and i said okay god you know i have this idea I'm going to launch a challenge, an eight-week challenge. I don't know how to do it. I think I had about 50,000 people following me at the time, still a good amount, but I didn't know how to sell. And I was afraid to ask for money. But these podcasts helped me, you know, realize that, yo, like, if people don't buy it, I can't help them. If I can't help them, then I'm being a disservice to them. Mm. And so that really ingrained in me. And so I remember I, I, you know, announced that I had this program. I had one week to sell it. And of course, when I first launched, it was crickets. I think I had like 10 people signed up, which is so good. I mean, it's like, but I had this vision of like getting a hundred people. Okay. Because, you know, I just, I had crazy expectations.
0: Well, yeah, but you also had a, you know, a large following that people were looking up to you. I think those were.
1: Yeah. And I didn't know. I mean, I had no experience. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I launched it. And I think by day, like five, I had like 10 people and I was like, ah, I don't know how I'm doing. And I said, God, this is like, this is the test. If I'm going to make this, then I'm going to start a business. And you were right, God, you're right about this. And I got this random message from this girl that I've never met, that I've never spoken to. She messaged me. It was literally the day, be- did it, it was literally like the day I launched She goes, Hey, this is kind of random, but I feel like sometimes God speaks to me for other people. And I feel like he's saying, don't stress about money, that the money will come. Wow. And I said, okay, thanks. Like, oh, and I'm freaking out because I, at that time I was really struggling. And so obviously, so she gave me that word before my launch, I launched the program and it was crickets for like five days. And yeah, so I kept fixing my eyes on what she said and what God said and what God was telling me to that everything's gonna be okay. And it wasn't until the very last day that all the sales came in and there were about a hundred girls who signed up. Wow. And that was like enough to pay off my college debt at the time. And I was just so like, holy crap, like God, like you, you kept your promise. And it's like, that was the reward of being obedient to God. It's like, God says, be obedient to me so that I can bless you. And when I bless you, you can bless other people. And then through that program, I've seen the most insane transformations. These women, their lives have changed, truly changed. And so that's when I really realized, I'm like, this is my spiritual obligation to do the call that God asked me to do, to sell these programs, to be a coach, to promote all this, because if I don't, I can't transform lives. And so whew, where was I going to go with this? So anyways, that was the turning point. That's when I knew, okay, God, like this is what I'm going to do. This is what you want me to do. So I took that money and I reinvested it into a coach. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, to this guy that I've never met in person, he's from Toronto. But anyways, that that's where it all started.
0: That's amazing. I love it. I want to ask you a little bit more about your faith in a second, but you mentioned limiting beliefs, which we all have, right? How did you really overcome them? I mean, you know, we all have those little voices in our head that say, you know, you're not good enough or who are you to launch this? Like, how did you really overcome that at that moment in time? This was your first time doing this.
1: Yeah, I truly, as a Christian, I, I, I truly believe that limiting beliefs are very spiritual. I truly feel like we're living a spiritual battle. And I feel like I just see that as the enemy attacking me and lying to me about against what God already said. And so the best way to overcome that for me is to get back into the word. What does God say about me? What does God say is possible? What is the Lord telling me? What is he speaking to me? And so, yes, like I see it as, okay, okay, here's me. Thoughts come to us, right? Right. The anxiety comes to me. I'm not identifying myself as an anxious person, but the anxious thoughts comes to me. I can take it. I can look at those thoughts. I can accept them or I can reject them. And so like at that time, I knew I am not in a position to accept those beliefs. This is serious business, right? This is me on my own, like proving to myself that I can do this, proving to myself that I can live on my own terms. So I was in a position, I'm like, okay, no. So whenever those anxious thoughts come up, I would flip on a podcast. I would open up the Bible. I would listen to something positive. Um, At the time, I didn't really have any good friends. Um, It was a really depressing time. Oh my God. Mm. I mean, they were, they were friends. Like I had my college friends that I was close with, but I meant in my vicinity, I didn't have any good friends because they just didn't live the lifestyle. They didn't, they were just not the most encouraging, best people to be around. So I just decided and I said, okay, well right now and living at home, it was a really toxic time. It's just a bad time, you know, getting over awful breakup as well. It was just really bad. Um, and I knew, I knew the power of beliefs and I knew I'm like, okay, you know, you know, life and death is at the power of the tongue. That's a Bible verse. Um, I knew the power of it and I knew the power of the thoughts and I said, okay, you know, this is serious business. So I would, ju- I would just feed my mind. I would refill my mind with positivity I love with, ing- with, you know, listening to podcasts of successful people who've overcome adversity. I would just remind myself of that. And that's how I would fill in the gaps. Yeah. That's the thing that got me through, truly.
0: <laughs> no, that's so important because it's so powerful. You know, you get to choose what you focus on and what you focus on expands. And I relate a lot to that when I finally was introduced to, perspective shifts and the choice of our thoughts. That's exactly what I did. I would put on podcasts and Les Brown, like positive speakers that just put my focus and mindset in a positive way. And that's how I made my change. So I love that overcoming that. Um, so you, I know because you're a friend of mine, I absolutely love your passion to speak on God and his word and really allowing him into your life. But tell me, were you always connected with him? How did you build that relationship? Let's go a little bit into that.
1: Ooh, okay, good, good question. So I was a believer ever since I learned about God at a young age. I think I was like six or seven. Okay. I was seven because seven's considered the age of reason, mm-hmm. and so um, so I grew up very Catholic. Um, and I, you know, I also grew up in a very big family. So I have seven siblings. My parents both worked full time and truly growing up, I was never close with anyone in my family, not close with my parents, not close with my siblings. So, you know, it, it was almost as if my parents were raising us as a group rather than as individuals. So I never got that true connection from my parents at a young age. But once I learned about God from my parents and from my, you know, my grandma, actually, I just became hooked. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I just have that, that one thing that can rely on. And so like, I experienced God's love at such a young age. And just I was so eager and hungry to know him, you know, oh, I'm gonna get emotional. And I just felt like that that loving parental, like just unconditional love at such a young age. And I just became obsessed. Like I loved him, I would talk to him all the time throughout the day, pray to, you know, the Bible says pray without ceasing, I truly did that without realizing it. I would talk to him like a friend and some people like non the non-christians listening to this probably think oh my god she's probably talking to herself whatever <laughs> I didn't care you know I truly didn't and it was a knowing it wasn't a maybe is this god real it was a knowing I mean I, and that's such a young, like it was a knowing and I was never forced into it like I said I grew up catholic but I was never forced into it I willingly wanted to pursue god because I was just hungry to know him You know. And as I got older, you know, I went to an all-girl Catholic school and the teachings that I was raised to believe, like for my grandma, it was intense. I mean, you don't go to church, you're going to hell. You know what I mean? You eat more than two Graham crackers, you're gluttonous, you're going to hell. (laughs) Um, I mean, like next level. And so like, I had some fear in me. So I had part of me that was like, oh, God is so loving and kind. The the God that I experienced and then the God I quote unquote knew, which is the fear, like the God, like be afraid of him. And so that was a battle. And throughout college, you know, I I still loved God and I still kept my faith. I tried to be as obedient as possible. Throughout college, I would go to church every single Sunday with my aunt, my aunt Jane, who is the sweetest person. I would go to like Catholic church with her. And I would literally leave football games so I can go to church. That's how, like, I was just like, I got to do this, you know, because I'm like, okay, who's the most important thing? God. And so, yes, it was from a place of fear, you know, at the end of the day, it was from a place of fear. And then I started joining a bunch of Christian Bible groups. There's FCA fellowship of Christian athletes There was this Bible study called Renown that, you know, I was a part of and I just met, you know, amazing, amazing people. And one thing I noticed is that they were so entirely focused on personal relationship with God, which I had, but this was like next level. Like they would pull out their Bibles and I haven't even seen a Bible at the time. I'm like, they weren't even in my church. And they were like quoting scriptures. I'm like, how do these people know this? Like who reads the Bible? What the heck? It was really weird. But the thing that drew me was the passion and the love. When they spoke about God, it was just like, holy crap. And then I would hear all these stories of people getting healed, people prophesying, all these people speaking in tongues, like all this craziness. And I'm like, what the hell? This is so much. And then, you know, I started joining these churches just to go with friends and I just holy cow, like I experienced God on a whole new level, listening to worship music for the first time. I just felt like Holy Spirit, like fill me. And it was just like, I felt God on a much deeper level and I'm like, holy crap. And then, you know, obviously over time, I'm just like, this is, this is ultimately, if I were to really reflect on my entire life, if I have God, if I'm dirt broke, if I have friends, if I'm homeless, whatever, and I still have God, I will still be joyful. And I said, if that's my source of joy, then that's all I need to pursue. And that is going to be my top priority for the rest of my life. And so over time, like I just grew closer and closer and closer to God. And I just became so much more committed to know him, to serve him. And it's brought blessings to my business. It's brought blessings to my family. I've seen miracles happen on a daily basis, daily. Um, I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen people get healed. I've seen people's lives completely change and it's only getting better the more I know God and the more I seek him, the more blessings that come and the more I can bless other people. The more joyful I become, the more resilient I become, the more fearless I become. It's like, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want God, you know what I mean? And so that's why I'm coming from a place of conviction and a place of knowing, not from a place of maybe, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't care, (laughs) you know? To speak up because I'm like it truly deep in my spirit. Like I know, like if people don't have God, I truly feel sorry for them because he's changed my life. He's built my business, he's given me business ideas, he sent me the right connections at the right time. He's been so faithful since day one.
0: Yeah, so. I love that. And just so you guys know my backstory a little bit, I grew up Cat's as well. Fun fact, Kat and I grew up the town next to each other back in Boston, and we never knew each other until we met in Florida. Um, but when Kat came into my life, she truly helped me rebuild a true connection and relationship with God. Because again, like you said, unfortunately, I grew up with, you know, the fear mentality. I would pray and everything and I would, you know, repent my sins, but I would have this fear, but like love at the same time. And when I met her, I, it was just such a blessing because I really was able to find God's love and really build the strongest relationship and so many blessings have come my way. I love it. What's a tip of advice that you could give someone who's really trying to connect with him or hear him and really just feel his love? Like what can they do to build that relationship?
1: That's good. I think the first things first is that a lot of people feel resistance because of their own doings. Mm. They, Well, I've sinned so much, God wouldn't want me. Or, you know, this is what my life looks like. Why would God want to deal with me? Like, how can God love me? And it's hard because we think of things at a human scale, at a human level. But God, because of the price Jesus paid on the cross, like God doesn't see that. He doesn't. He looks beyond our sins. And God, like there is a passage. What was the parable? It was like the the prodigy, prodigal child. And pretty much, long story short, I'm going to say this in the most simple terms. There is this rebel child who stole everything from his dad. He took everything, all of his money, all of his inheritance, whatever, took it and ran away. Lost all the money, became dirt broke, pretty much became homeless. And the kid was like, oh my gosh, uh, yeah, now I need help. So we came crawling back to his dad. And when he saw his dad, the dad looked at him with arms wide open and he said, welcome home. And that's the same way that God views us. And so that's the same way, like, just, just talk to God like a friend. And a lot of times we think that we have to recite these fancy prayers. We have to go to confession first that we have to do that. God doesn't, God just wants you, you know, God, God is pursuing you more than you are pursuing him. You know, God wants you far more. And so just, just keep that in mind. It's like, he's eager. He's waiting. He's just patiently waiting for you to come so the first thing is just talk to him like we are like like I'm talking to Tatiana right now like just talk to him just say hey God I want to know you and once you truly open up your heart to want to know him he'll he'll make himself present he'll yeah. make it you'll know and <laughs> yeah and he'll reveal himself in a way that's so unique to you and you're just gonna know and also just get connected into church I would just google a nearby church um There is one book that I think everyone should read, though. It's called The God I Never Knew um, by Robert Morris. The God I Never Knew by Robert Morris. It's a really powerful book. And it's about having a whole uh, relationship with God. And he tells many powerful, powerful stories. So I think that's a great, great place, you know. Start Mm -hmm. there. Get involved in a church. Or if you have an old friend maybe that you know of that has a good relationship with God, seek that person. And I'm telling you, any Christian or any believer who sees someone feeling lost, who comes to them to know God, we are so happy. I mean, it is the most joyous thing is to see someone see God, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I'm like, talking about this. It's my favorite subject.
0: I know. I True. love it. We should do a whole podcast on this and oh, yeah. like go deeper into it. But yes, I love that. And that book, I'll put it in the show notes so people can buy it because I think, that would be a great place to start. So I love that. I love that you were able to build your relationship stronger and have that faith in all the blessings that he's giving you in your business. So going back to a little bit more on your story, you launched your program, you reinvested it, which probably people, people probably thought you were crazy for <laughs> reinvesting it right into a coach. Then what happened? That was back in 2018. And then you moved to Florida. Tell me a little bit about your next steps on how you continued to build this business and have faith that this business was going to work and not just like a one-time thing.
1: Right. So I knew, like like I said, I've been like building my relationship with God. So like my faith muscle has been so strong, right? So God has been faithful since I was little. And I'm like, okay, with business, I know God's going to provide. You know, in the Bible, there is a verse, like, I I like to sum it up in, like, today's terms, in today's word, but God, like, feeds the birds, right? The birds never look around, what do I have to eat? They're provided for. And we are far more important than the birds, okay, right? We're God's children, and he's providing for us, you know, whether or not we see a way. And so that's always been in my mind, like, Jesus will provide no matter what. No matter what decision I make, no matter what, he will always provide. So... I, I always thought to myself, I mean, my true, truly my biggest fear is being stuck in a cubicle working a job. I hate truthfully, I would rather be broke than doing that truly. And so I thought, what do I have to lose? I'm single. I've got God, you know, and I, I had a vision of where I wanted to be. I wanted to grow my business and I wanted at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I had, I want to build multiple businesses. Right. And in order to do that, I need money first, right? Um, And I know when I build multiple businesses, that means more impact. So I kind of saw more business equals more impact, more people I can serve. Truly, that's all a business is, is providing a services or products or whatever to help other people. That's truly what it is. And so, yeah, so I, I hired a coach because I felt lost. I felt confused. I knew I could be a better coach myself. And in order to be a better coach myself, I need to first invest in, coach, right? So he pretty much helped me get organized. He helped me build a website, um, build a funnel, connects me with the right people, sell my services, and selling it and speaking to, you know, attracting my ideal clients. That's truly, you know, ultimately what he helped me with. Um, and I realized like my growth has increased like, a lot. And so I became addicted with this idea of having coaches. I was became addicted to this idea of, you know, personal development. So I, later I hired a speaking coach and then I hired, um, a fitness coach and then I hired another business coach, you know, <laughs> and now I have a mindset coach. And so, yeah, like Tati and I are both coaches and we would never tell you to get a coach if we didn't have coaches ourselves, Yeah. right? Cause we understand the value. We understand that we're taking our years and years and years of experience and helping you accelerate your growth through our coaching. So that's what I saw. I saw, okay, by hiring Vince Salmani, this was years ago, I'm going to take his years of experience, save myself all the stress by investing in him. And yeah, it was good for a season, right? And then I felt like, okay, I feel like I'm at a point where I've, you know, seen enough, learned enough, on to the next thing. And so did I answer your question?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I was just trying to like hear a little bit more of like what you did, like after that challenge. And I think it's so important. I will always be the biggest advocate and investing in yourself, invest in yourself to grow. And I think that's amazing that you have the faith in God and you're like, I'm just going to keep investing instead of like hoarding this money and feeling like, okay, I made my money. Like I'm good. I started a business. Like you're like, no, I want to grow. I want to impact more people. And I mean, it's shown you've grown your following to 350,000 followers. Like that's not easy, um, by providing value and providing impact to everyone. So I love that. And I love how you continue to just keep growing and, invested in other coaches not just business coaches like mindset coaches speaking right. coaches health and just a health and fitness coach too even though you knew health and fitness you just knew you could have improved. yeah yeah exactly. That. exactly so why Florida so I know when you were in the middle of all this because that's where obviously we met why did you choose Florida why did you choose um South Florida West Palm area
1: um So I went to Stetson University in DeLand. So that is Northern Florida. And I loved it. One thing that really drew me to it was that there were so many Christians in the area. Everyone was so nice. And that I was just like, really, like, it just felt like home. And I noticed every time I'd fly back to Boston, I just felt this heaviness just being there. It just didn't feel like it was just for me. It just didn't feel right. I didn't have the best friends there. And I had friends in Florida, but they were in different parts of Florida. And I remember I was praying on it. I was like, I knew I needed to move. I need, knew I needed to get out of there. Um, and not not to shame, like my family and I. We get along well, especially now. You know, over the years we've gotten really close. Um, but at the time, I just knew I needed to get away. Um, so I I remember my friend Ashton reached out to me. Hey you know, since there's some girl from Stetson who is looking for a roommate, I know you were thinking about moving to Florida. Um, do you want the roommate? And I said, yes. (laughs) So (laughs) I packed my bags and within one month, I, or within one, a few months, I literally packed all my belongings and just moved. Meanwhile, I didn't know this girl. I didn't know anyone in the Palm beach area. And yeah, so I moved, everything's like fine, whatever. I'm excited. And then I got really depressed. (laughs) because I didn't, like, know anyone, um, and I realized I would work from my laptop at home, and I remember I was, like, praying one day. I was, like, God, I'm so depressed. I think I'm gonna move to California. This sucks. (laughs) And, yeah, no, it was really bad. It was, like, I felt low. Oh, sorry. Someone's trying to, oh, so sorry for calling me. Um, so I felt super, super low, um, and then I was praying and I felt like God was telling me, he's like, well, cat, you're not going to make fun sitting in your apartment. And <laughs> I was like, ah, and so it was kind of like a wake up call. I'm like, yeah, God, you're right. You're right. Okay, fine. So I literally would take my laptop and I would work at this, this copy shop. Um, so anyways, um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to answer your question in a bit. I'm just telling, you know, no, story. Good. T- I love it. Um, so yeah, so I'd work from a, from the coffee shop and I remember one day, um, I, I saw this girl across from me and she had a book by Grant Cardone. It was the TEDx rule. And I was like, I know I need to make friends. This is so awkward. I said, whatever. So I literally tapped her on the shoulder. And I'm like, Hey, I love Grant Cardone. He's awesome. Like her and I just started talking. She had such great energy. She was awesome. Her name was Skye Gallagher. And <laughs> now her and I are good friends. So that happened. And one week later, I came back to the coffee shop and this random like chick, I'm waiting in line to order my food. I like order and it. it was taking like 40 minutes. It was really pissed off. It was a really like just grumpy. Some random like Latina chick with curly hair comes up to me. <laughs> hey, my name's Tatiana. <laughs> um, I follow you on Instagram. I actually sent you an email like a month ago. <laughs>
0: Yes, I did, you guys. I slid into her. (laughs) I had to. All my friends were like, this girl grew up in the town next to you. She moved to the town next to you in South Florida. Like, this is divine. Like, you guys are meant to be connected. And yeah, I walked up and I (laughs) said,
1: funny. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. And like, that that was my impression. But poor Tatiana, I think she told me that I looked really mean. But... (laughs) But in reality, I was just waiting for my food.
0: <laughs> you guys don't know, cat cat loves her food, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm very sad. Like when I don't eat, I get very sensitive and just angry. But, but anyways, yeah. So Tatiana I and I met. We sat down. We worked together, and somehow she knew Sky Gallagher, the girl I met a week prior.
0: No, I Turns you out... introduced me to her. It was Lauren that knew her oh, before. Lauren. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I met Tatiana and Tatiana was with Lauren and Lauren knew sky. And so we somehow developed a friend group and I just loved Florida since I was like, okay, I have friends. Great. And I noticed that all the friends were super into personal development. Tatiana, I remember was telling me how she was so interested in mindset. We would talk about business and I was like, you know what? I, I, and of course day one, Tatiana, I and mean, I'm like talking about God and, the meaning of life, law of attraction, things like that. Um, We go to church and then I was just like, awesome. I have a church buddy now. This is awesome. And so, yeah, I just loved it. Um, Honestly, it's the weather, it's the people. Although there are some shady people in Florida as you will find anywhere else. Yeah. But I just, it just felt like home, you know? Yeah,
0: I love it. I'm so blessed because I know like our friend group, we, God put us all here it's you guys I don't think you understand the like intricacy of our friend group it is so weird because yeah how Lauren and Ben knew Sky through Scott like they already knew each other and it just all happened but I think it's a great point to like well obviously you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with so making sure your environment's positive and people you you are with are uplifting and positive but also if you aren't happy with your friends or you don't have friends like getting the courage to email someone or you know walk up to someone and say hello i mean i remember too it's like our two-year anniversary i think it's this week no yeah this week this coming hadn't you know snapchat but i think two weeks after knowing Kat and then inter- she introduced me to our friend Sky, there was this fitness cruise. I'm going to so off topic here, but Kat was like, do you want to come on this free fitness cruise? And we both were like, sure. And I mean, I think it's important when you get uncomfortable, that's when you grow and that's when you can meet people and have new opportunities and you just become the person you know, that's meant to be versus just staying where you're at, right? So I love yeah. that. I'm so blessed that we have both moved to Florida.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and keep in mind too, when I, I was depressed and then I met my friends and then I loved Florida. So that goes to show like, you will truly find it. Like, I truly believe like, yeah, happiness you create within yourself, but also like your friend group can truly impact you truly. Yeah. And so like, that's the power of friendships and being around good community and it's huge credits to Tatiana for having the courage to come up and to eat. Like that's huge. And that's just like, like Tatiana said, like, and and truly a lot of us think like good, good things happen, come to us or something what was it? What's the quote? But truly we got to put in the work too. We can't just pray to God for a breakthrough. We can't just pray to God to make this magic happen. We, you know, we have to take that step too, and he'll open up the doors. He'll open up the doors. He'll give, open up the opportunities. And Tatiana is a perfect example of that she approached me, you know, both of us actually did our part. I showed up at the coffee shop and she showed up and she walked up to me. So that just shows like, yo, when two and two come together, take that leap. Like you never know who you're going to meet, you know?
0: Yeah. You are so okay. right. This shout out to Lauren. Cause I was like literally contemplating it for so long. And she's like, okay, if we leave this coffee shop, will you regret not doing it? And I said, "Yep." And I stood right up and I went right there. I was like, I'm oh done living God. in life in fear. So I love it. Such a beautiful story, <laughs> a little off topic, but it's okay. You guys know how we all met now. Um, so let's bring it a little bit back full circle. So you've absolutely crushed creating a brand, a business, helping thousands and hundreds of women lose weight put on muscle and feel so confident within themselves. And now you're leading into the business. I mean, the beauty industry. Tell me, what are your main success habits? Maybe your go-to day-to-day habits that are like your non-negotiables that allow you to still show up as your best self and to continue chasing and reaching your goals.
1: Mm, You're crushing it with the questions.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm glad.
1: (laughs) And she's like, yeah, you're crushing it, dude. It's awesome. So good question. Um, so first things, first, first things first, um, when I wake up every single morning, the very first thing I do is I do not check my phone. That's first and foremost. I do not check my phone and keep in mind, I have anxiety or I don't want to say a habit. I don't want to identify myself with it. I feel anxious at times, um, many times. And so the morning is me time. So I wake up, I don't check my phone. I literally get up. You know, I'll make myself some breakfast. I'll sit down. I will meditate for 10 uh, 15 to 20 minutes. First things first, um, I use the app Headspace. And so, what that does is it literally grounds me. And what it does is it literally strengthens your prefrontal cortex, which is like your decision making part of your brain. And it grounds me, it calms me. And I notice I'm just okay, it sets the tone for the day. And then I listen to a podcast series. I listen to an audiobook right now. I'm loving Andrew Womack. He's like a Christian teacher, so he has different series, and it's kind of like my little class that I take for my own, you know, faith building journey. And yeah, for one hour, it's just me time, just my time to fill up my cup. And so what I've noticed is that it I start off the day feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm extremely. I just it just makes you feel productive. I've learned something new already. I already feel grounded. I already feel in control. I'm in control of my emotions. I'm in control of how I feel. And that creates the space for me to have creativity, for me to show up as a better coach. Right? And so, um, yeah, it's been been truly life-changing. And as someone so busy and gets overwhelmed very easily, this has been absolutely crucial. And it's something that I've been implementing more recently before, you know, I was less, I was a lot more scattered, but this has truly changed my life already. Um, so that's my non-negotiable. And also, you know, spending time with God, going to church on Sundays has been huge too. Um, reading books daily and just making time for myself. And I'm very, and Tatiana is too, <laughs> we're both very um, extroverted. We love being around other people which is why taking time for ourselves is so important. Yeah. And especially if you're busy, if you're listening to this and you're super, super busy all the time, this is even more important for you, you know, Mm -hmm. to take that time for yourself. So.
0: Yeah, I love it. So you mentioned books, two questions. What are you reading right now? And then what are like two or three books that you would recommend listeners who are, you know, trying to become better, trying to maybe work on their personal development. Sorry, it's like two questions. But yeah, what are you reading now? And what would you recommend people to read?
1: Um. So right now, so I'm right now I'm focused more on Andrew Womack. Right now, faith is my number one. And I know too, when I focus on my faith, my business, my life, my relationships will all fall into place. So right now I'm listening to Andrew Womack. Um, there's a series on excellence. So I'm listening to that right now. It's pretty good. Wow. Um, and there's one that I did listen to called more grace, more favor, and it's all about humility and developing humility. And so it's more like, i more, I, I love the courses because it's organized and I feel like I can truly take notes and understand it. Um, but one book that I'm going to start reading is called can't hurt me. Um, author? I downloaded the book literally like two, three years ago, but I haven't actually touched it. Um, hold on. Who's the author?
0: I do that. I
1: have a book that I'm going to listen in the car ride. I have so many that I just haven't touched. It's called Can't Hurt Me by, what's his name? He was a former Marine. He's like considered the world's toughest man.
0: Not David Goggins.
1: It is, it is. Oh, is it him? Yep.
0: Wait, what book is it?
1: Can't Hurt Me. Okay,
0: yeah. I mean, everyone's been like raving about his audio book.
1: Yeah. Yeah 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 I just felt inclined you know I knew at the time when I bought the book it wasn't the time to read it I knew I need to focus on something else I'm like all right now is the time um but I do follow he's hilarious he's intense he's very next level like yeah
0: a lot of people actually listen to him while they run because he's so like motivating and inspiring like you can do this and influential so That's a great book. I'll have to listen or read that one. I probably will listen to it. A lot of people recommend listening to him because of his demeanor and his, how he speaks and his tonality really just like amps you up. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 I love
0: that. Um, so as we wrap this up, tell me if you had to give yourself your old prior self or anyone listening one piece of advice maybe that you've ever been given or a lesson that you've learned throughout your journey what would it be
1: um I would say you're truly limitless honestly stop dream bigger whatever you're dreaming about multiply your dream by 10 whatever you're dreaming of know that it is possible it truly truly is and know that deep down and if you do ever find yourself doubting that, then surround yourself around people, listen to the right podcast to ingrain that belief because you're here for a purpose. You have a divine purpose and it's your job. It is your mission to pursue that purpose. Um, and I'm not just saying your purpose is just in the day-to-day, helping people, blessing others day-to-day, but you are here for a reason. You have a specific mission sent by God and it's your job to figure that out because if you don't, you can't be of service to other people yeah so i love that and figure out and pray too like ask god what is my purpose what do you have for me he'll show you Mm -hmm. he'll send you the right people to align that you know that that vision for you um he'll ingrain that in your heart he'll give you the desires of your heart but just know that it is possible and he'll never give you a dream that he can't help you pursue and so you know when i was younger so i had um I have like all these big dreams and aspirations. I was a little kid and then I grew up and then it became middle school, high school. And then I was like, okay, Kat, be realistic. I would listen to my peers. I would listen to my family. Okay. Realistic. So my, you know, my, my beliefs in myself lowered, my self-esteem lowered. And then I learned, and then I listened to podcasts and I heard all these success stories. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is possible. I learned about law of attraction. I started reading the Bible more and I started, Oh my gosh, this is possible. And so now like actually doing it and actually surrounding myself around the right people, I see it as limitless. We're truly limitless, guys. We are. are. The only limits you have are the ones you set on yourself. So dream big and pursue. Dream big and do something about it.
0: I love that. not just about you. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're giving these gifts and a purpose to help others, right? We're all meant to help each other within the world. And, you know, our world really needs a lot more of that right now. Um, and to add on to that, you know, your purpose isn't always just what you do. It's who you are. How do you show up? Do you show up with integrity, with love, compassion for others? Like that is part of your purpose. You know, you, that one conversation with someone, but just by being you and living out your purpose, who God meant for you to be will can change someone's life. Right.
1: Yeah. So So good.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much for, Being on here, I definitely would love to go deeper into all of these topics that we talked about today. I mean, I think you are so inspirational. When I first started following you, just a little backstory, like my friends were like, you have to follow her. She's from the town next door. And, you know, she had a large following and she was amazing at fitness. And it was just so inspirational to watch that, watch you come up, watch you launch these different programs and businesses, and then being able to meet you and create such a beautiful friendship. And then this year being able to work alongside of you has been such a blessing. It's so cool. And I'm so excited to see where not only Mini but mighty, the brand goes from here, but also your beauty brand. I mean, you, I mean, you've taught me about makeup. I don't know anything about it. So I'm so excited to see what you do with this. You have so many gifts and so much to share with the world. And I can't wait to see see you. I hope everyone listening really feels inspired that you're limitless. Like she said, you can't be held back from anything. I mean, she became a fitness influencer with scoliosis and metal rods in her back. She overcame so much just by mastering her mindset and having faith and leaning into God and just being positive and not allowing others or her own thoughts and beliefs get her. And you can have all of your dreams and desires come true too. So I hope this episode was just as inspirational as it was for me. Um, And how, I mean, obviously many people, I've been saying it, but exactly where can people get in touch with you?
1: Good question. Well, first of all, thank you, Tati. And like, honestly, your growth has been so incredible. Like the amount of growth you made this past year blows my mind, just hearing you're a different woman. And the number of client feedback from you as a coach has been insane the number of women's lives who have changed just by you being like one of my coaches has been the greatest blessing they oh, rate you. About you. They love you they talk about you all the time so give yourself some credit oh, Make- you're making me blush and i'm grateful to have you on my team are you kidding me so awesome and we got an awesome group coming up by the way for the month of march but anyways um yes yeah, so i have a lot of instagrams i have at mini but mighty underscore i have at uh, beauty by k nash which is my beauty brand by the way not many people know i'm starting a beauty brand like a beauty company so you're if you're listening to this you are probably the first to know um and then yeah those are the two platforms i do have other accounts but that's okay
0: awesome i'll make sure i put those in the show notes so everybody can be following you thank you everyone for listening thank you so much for being here. We'll definitely have her come back again as she continues to grow and just to go deeper. So I will make sure when I post this, as it goes live, I'll have a questions box. If you box, if you guys have more questions that you guys want me to ask her, I will definitely have her on again and we'll make it nice and fun. Maybe I'll have you come over and we'll have like some wine next time and make it fun and interesting, right?
1: Yes. All
0: right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode.
1: Awesome bye.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't following me already, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. I appreciate you so much and cannot wait to see you in the next episode. In the meantime, continue to shine bright and embrace your radiance.